Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Two of the nightcap on a Friday night, a busy weekend here in Las Vegas. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Colorado State, their lead dwindling a little bit, still up 11 with five minutes to go in Fort Collins. We'll hopefully get this one home with the uh, Rams trying to uh, will this one home. I don't understand the uniforms. Maybe our next guest can tell us a little bit about why <laughs> the Colorado State Rams are wearing orange uniforms that say Aggies on the front. Mr. Root live from Arizona is joining us on the phone. Do you know the origin of these crazy orange jerseys tonight? I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I was actually going to try to look it up quick, but uh, right. I don't, I don't off the top of my head. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine. I don't know. I mean, it, it was just, I, I, I noticed they were orange and then I just looked, I'm like, they say Aggies on the front. I'm like, what is happening? Colorado uh, A&M in the 1960s. They were the Aggies. Apparently. There you so, go. See Jim or Google knows all as, uh, as he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely not Google. Certainly not Google at all. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, huge slate tomorrow. Uh, and really, you know, intriguing spots. Um, and I don't even necessarily know if we could, you know, get into, you know, spreads and all that. But let's just start real quickly about where you were on Thursday night. UCLA taking on Arizona. You were in the house at the McHale Center. Uh, I was on the Cats. Nice bounce back spot. Revenge. Arizona gets the win by 10. Uh, your takeaways from what you witnessed up close and personal there at the McHale Center on Thursday night. Yeah, this is an awesome game, incredible environment. I mean, that, that's really why I wanted to get down there is just to, to be in that big game, college basketball atmosphere, sold out crowd. It, it was electric, but that, that part was fantastic. And I think one of the things I learned, or or maybe I already knew, I guess, but it, it, role players are better at home. That, that is a big thing, especially in college, especially when they're young. And the Arizona team has a lot of young guys on it. And Dalen Terry is a great example of it. Kirk Kreese is a great example of it. Those two combined to go, I think, over 18 at UCLA. And last night, they both had huge performances, especially Terry. He was everywhere all over the floor. I think this Arizona team is a legit national title contender. It felt like they, they got like a monkey off their back beating big brother UCLA, the preseason favorite. The fact that they were able to get that done, I think just 
compounds the confidence that they already had. And I, I continue to be very high on that Wildcat squad. Talking to Jim Root at Second Chance Points on Twitter. He will be in attendance tomorrow as USC takes on Arizona. Are we really going to make this a sweat? My goodness gracious. <laughs> USC. No, I, I'll, be at, uh, I'll be at Cal Baptist Grand Canyon tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'm all over the place. Nice. Wow. I love it. Grand Canyon looks like a really fun, uh, fun environment. Maybe we'll sneak in a thought on that. Hand. But let's get back to Arizona because I'm curious. You know how I like my letdown spots. Uh, they're taking on USC. I'm, I'm not a big believer in this USC team despite their record. I don't think you are that high on them either. And the numbers, you know, kind of indicating that. It is an 11-point spread, Jim, uh, in favor of the Wildcats. Is this a possible letdown spot? Or do you think the Arizona Wildcats continue to uh, to build off of this UCLA win? Yeah, I think you can definitely c- construct it as, as the letdown spot. And they've also got Arizona State on Monday. So they've got this three games and five days stretch for the Wildcats with uh, obviously all three being big, the last one being the, the rival that hasn't really kept up with them, but it's still a rivalry game. Uh, that said, I just, I really don't like the matchup for USC as much as the spot kind of, you know, yells for USC with that, that UCLA win for a young team. that's probably going to be, you know, feeling themselves a little bit. USC's big advantage is their height. They're huge. The number three in the country in average height. But if you can neutralize that, like say Stanford did twice, you can hang with them. They, they don't have a lot of alternatives offensively if they can't just, you know, barrage the offensive boards and beat you up inside. And Arizona's huge. And the thing they did on Thursday night that I think is going to be huge for, for tomorrow is that they play this two big lineup with Coloco and Umar Bala together. They're two centers. They let Coloco switch on the perimeter. And then even if you got by him, you still had another giant at the paint in Balo. And, and opponents are shooting like 35% inside the arc when those two guys share the court there, because they're both huge. They're both shot blockers. I think USC is going to really struggle with that because they're so used to being bigger and stronger than everybody else. And they won't be against this Arizona team. Talk once again to our good friend, Jim root. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter at second chance points. Coach K's last visit to chapel Hill tomorrow. Duke is a short road favorite at UNC. They are laying three. Um, obviously is a rivalry game everything involved with coach K's final visit there, but you know, UNC really needs this game. I mean, they're teetering on the bubble. Some projections have them out. Some have them in, but a win over Duke would be just enormous. Do you see it happen? Is UNC live tomorrow in Chapel Hill? I, my, my gut instinct is no. I mean, obviously it's, it's close to like a pick and spread, but that's this UNC's bugaboo has been, when they play a tournament team, they don't win. Like they're zero six against the top quadrant in college basketball, and they're undefeated against everybody else. So it's like a, a very stark dichotomy of what this team's capable of. They beat who they're supposed to, but they haven't really been able to step up in class. And Duke is is stepping up in class. That is, that is a major upgrade for competition. Heels is back. He looked pretty sharp last time out. Having him back in the rotation really reinforces the. The, the, not a ton of depth they have. So having him in there is, is big and they can play that, that huge lineup with Williams at center, Paolo Bancaro, Griffin heels and Wendell Moore, and just kind of overwhelm UNC. I think Baycott will struggle with his matchup with Mark Williams. Uh, the only concern is that UNC got way up for the Duke games last year. Caleb love had by far his two best games against them. And he's coming off a stinker against Louisville. So I know he's going to be highly motivated, but, I just think Duke is is too athletic. They're too 
top end talented for, for this UNC team, especially with such, it is such a short spread for two teams that have really been in different directions when they play big games. Well, I think the one game that jumped out to me, Jim, was uh, Connecticut gets a very overrated Villanova team. Uh, <laughs> Here it is. Five and a half point dogs on the road. What happens in that Big East showdown? Yeah, my number definitely leans toward a Villanova bounce back. Um, but the, the, Nova's difficult because I said this, I think I was on JVT show. It, the, their margin for error is so narrow because they don't have like the pro talent that can go get you a bucket. They have to be precise. They have to execute. They need to make shots and they kind of need the other team to not be hot. And that's why they got swept by Marquette. Marquette shot almost 45% from deep in those two games. And UConn has the shooters. They bring Polly off the bench. They got Hawkins, Tyrese Martin shooting the ball well. Uh, Isaiah Whaley's even making threes. So if they're not playing perfect and crisp, then they're very vulnerable. But that said, this team at the Pavilion has been near unbeatable. I know they lost to Marquette earlier this season there. A little bit fluky with the shooting splits, and it came down to a buzzer beater. Uh, I think this Villanova team will bounce back. They're too well coached. They're too smart. And they're going to have too hype of a home crowd there in a big spot in the Big East. I don't know about laying it at the five, uh, even though my number's kind of dictating it. I, I just, I don't trust them quite yet. And UConn's so athletic that it's probably tough to lay that five. But I, I'm thinking Villanova bounces back and at least gets the win outright. Yeah, I just sent a text off. Uh, Dan Ruley, Dan Hurley, Jim Root thinks you guys have no chance. Please inform the team. UConn by 12. <laughs> I'll text uh, Cigar Bet. <laughs> I'll take a, I'll take a cigar. You no, know, interesting game for me was uh, also uh, Alabama's kind of been like a team that beats the really good teams they play. Then they seem to play down to the level of competition, but they get a Kentucky team coming into town tomorrow. What's your uh, thoughts, opinions? Do you have any strong ones on the uh, Wildcats traveling to Tuscaloosa? I, I think Kentucky's too good. I, I've been really impressed with them. It, like the, the thing they've run into on the road, they got up at Auburn, they got up at LSU, but both times Ty Ty Washington got hurt. Severe Wheeler ran into a screen, got shaken up and they ended up losing both those leads. But I mean, those are hostile environments that no one has won in this year. I think they can go to Alabama and, and get a victory here. I, I just, the, the way that they're clicking, they seem to have roles really well figured out. Kellen Grady knows what he's doing. He's just going to catch and shoot, knock down threes. Washington and Wheeler set everybody else up. Keon Brooks is starting to really thrive. He's had some big games lately. And Oscar is Oscar, the big man in the paint. He's going to eat in this matchup. Uh, the freshman Betty Ako for Alabama is the only guy that can compete with him physically. And he's not really there with the speed of the game quite yet. So I, I think Kentucky, maybe they'll have a, a tough go of it if Kentucky's hot or if Alabama's hot, excuse me. Uh, but I still think this is going to be Kentucky's game and, and Alabama's resume will continue to, to baffle bracketologists everywhere. Jim, we got about 90 seconds. I want to get this game in and uh, we texted a little bit about it. I know there's some uncertainty with, uh, with their top player, but it, I mean, the all time letdown spot of the weekend is Texas tech going on the road to West Virginia, uh, Texas tech, Everything that went into that game against their former coach, they win it going away. They've got the hype video uh, that they're putting out on social media. Now they go to West Virginia, a desperate spot for the Mountaineers, who are very, very shaky on the bubble, and they're catching six at home. So in the final 50 seconds here, what's your breakdown of Sandy? Uh, of uh, uh, By the way, I'm just watching San Diego State. Um, 
of Texas Tech and West Virginia. Yeah, it's a home run spot. I, we were I, I was watching the the Texas Tech game and I sent a message to Kai and Matt, the fellow my fellow Weavers, was like, we got to fade Texas Tech in their next game. Like we have to. The, the, this is just the ultimate emotional high in the crowd they were riding. And I looked at it and I saw West Virginia and I liked them in that spot. But if Taz Sherman is still in concussion protocol, they're really going to struggle to score. I listened to Bob Huggins' press conference from this week and he was like, yeah, I don't know. We, we, we got we got to have somebody else step up. I don't know who it'll be, but we need it. Well, enjoy so his uncertainty. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Enjoy the game tomorrow. It is the nightcap here on Visa. And there he is. That is uh, Jim Root. Colorado State is melting, melting. <laughs> This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. One expert pick worth two times the points. Join the action on the biggest Sunday of the football season with the L'Oreal Men Expert Pick. Play free for your shot at a share of $10,000 total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash MenExpert now and draft your lineup before game time. L'Oreal, because we're worth it. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I, <laughs> I can't put into words what we're watching right now. I mean, this is... This is worse than what the Kansas City Chiefs did in the AFC Championship game, Sean. I agree. Colorado State at home in a desperate spot led with eight and a half minutes to go against a team, by the way, who is 201st in the nation in offensive efficiency. They led this game 40 Nine to 33. They led it by 20 with 10 15 to go. And it is now a two point game with a minute to go. The choke job that we are witnessing from Colorado State at home is, is something to be seen. This is unfathomable. Or not be seen. It'd be better if. David Roddy hit a fadeaway jumper to make it 56 to 44. It is now 56 to 54. And I don't know if they've gotten, but maybe two attempts up. They like, have that's turned been it the over. Thing. They turned it over. They can't even get twice. it to the other side of the court. A team that is one of the worst offensive teams in the country in San Diego State has had a 10-0 run in the last minute and five seconds. Yeah, it's been atrocious to watch. And they can't do anything offensively right now. Well, hopefully that changes. My goodness gracious. And San Diego State, because it's now a two-point game, they don't need a foul. They're going to get it into big boy Roddy. I mean, this is no foul call, offensive rebound. I mean, this is this is unbelievable. They got two point blank shots. I mean, this is this is one of I mean, this is we need overtime. Last Friday night, I witnessed. Oh, don't call that a foul. And they got another offensive rebound. They have gotten so many offensive rebounds, and they have now taken the lead. <laughs> 
I tell you, we were going to need overtime. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is one of the biggest collapses. It's their first lead of the game, Sean. And Colorado State just took the lead back. It's 58-57. We're going to get hosed here because they're going to win but not cover. Nope, they're going to call a foul. Oh. They called a foul. They, no, they won. They won and we didn't cover. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they didn't cover either number. The two and a half or the three and a half. And now they're walking around like they did something good. That is disgusting. Unfortunate. I mean, I did. Here's the thing that really sucks is, look, I did take some money line on this, but when we talked about it on the show, we talked about laying the points, and it was the right side the entire night. Unbelievable. I mean, that is, that is one of the most frustrating losses that I've had in a while. I agree. I agree. I, they were up 56 to 44 with two minutes to go. I mean, somehow they won the game, thankfully, but. No, I'm thankfully. I'll stay the loss. Oh, no, you had the money line. Yeah. I mean, I had yeah. some money line, but I mean, that is, that was. Oh, oh bad basketball. How do you let that happen? You led by 20 with 10 minutes to go at home. I mean, congratulations. You won. You stormed the court. Wonderful. You just, that was awful. I mean, that, that, that ruins the night. It really does. You know, it didn't. I was ready. I mean, you were on, you jumped on board. I was ready to kind of peacock around. You know, we, we gave out a good winner on the show. And they let a 20-point lead slip from their fingertips. They win. Congrats, Colorado State. Important win. Celebrate. But, my God, that was gross. Say the least. By the way, San Diego State just took the lead for the first time all game. Colorado State is fortunate to get out of there with a win. I mean, that would have – I mean, I – Got to love it. Gotta love it. It happened. And Stormy, congrats. Stormy got the win. Never in doubt. She texted me. Let's see what Stormy said. She said, this is just pathetic. This was uh, about 40 minutes ago when they were probably down by 20. And now Stormy can go cash her ticket. She took San Diego State plus the points. Yeah. Yeah. She got the plus four. Well, that was the right side. <laughs> <laughs> That's the side that's walking to the, uh, to the cashier. All right. Well, congratulations to San Diego State backers. You were the right side tonight. You got it home. Man, that's frustrating. 58-57, the final score. Colorado State beats San Diego State. I did. I said last night, I was like, I don't know if I want to lay the two and a half. Huh? I'll go money. I did both. So I, I lost. And, and look, when we talk on the show and, and the point spread is out there, we're talking about the point spread. So... We lost with you. Yeah. Did you have an opinion in Fresno State, Nevada? I did not. Fresno State was a nine-point favorite in this spot. <laughs> I got to compose myself here. I mean, that was disgusting. It was gross. I mean, hey. oh, 
I had them too, man. That's the beauty of betting. I, I had mean, them too. What that is do? that is betting for you. And that's that's what you get. The thing is you want them to feel our pain, so you want them to have lost. <laughs> they, had, they had a two-minute stretch. They couldn't get the ball past half court. All right, what should we talk about to get my mind off of this, Sean? I'm just, I am, I am. I mean, I'm slightly I perplexed as well, I am too. spooked right now on this loss. All right, let's get to some uh, MVP conversation for the Super Bowl. Here at Circa, Matthew Stafford is plus 125 mm-hmm. to win Super Bowl MVP. And what's kind of interesting about this, Sean, right, the, the normal thought process is, if the Rams win, Matthew Stafford will be MVP. Mm-hmm. But as you see the odds there on the screen at vsin.com, if you're watching with us or on YouTube TV, wherever you may be tuning in on this Friday night, Cooper Cup is pretty low. Uh, he's the lowest here uh, compared to everywhere else, plus 525. We've talked about this before, but I, I just want to kind of bring it back up. Cooper Cup to win MVP of the Super Bowl. What do you think the likelihood of that is? What does he have to do? Because the tricky part is, obviously, Cooper Cup's going to be catching the passes that Matthew Stafford throws. And Odell Beckham just had a big game. He had nine catches for over 100 yards. So, like I said earlier this week, if the NFC Championship game was the Super Bowl, Matthew Stafford would have won MVP, right? Because Cooper Cup is tremendous. He had two touchdowns. Odell had a touchdown. He had nine catches for, I think it was a buck 13. So you can't really give it to one of those wide receivers. So what would Cooper Cup need to do in order to win Super Bowl MVP? Does he need Matthew Stafford to throw some picks? I don't know. Because I I just, I said it earlier this week, and I'm going to stand by it. People are so used to him 10 for 120 and a touchdown. I mean, what can he do? I don't know. I don't have. I, I don't have a good feel for the narrative behind this game. Like normally, you come into the Super Bowl, there's a narrative. You know, there. You know, there's some energy that, that that's gaining momentum. You know, in favor of a specific player or a team or side of a team. And I just don't know where that energy is for this game yet. Like I, one of the things I almost said to Derek when they were here uh, in the first two segments was. I'm interested to see what kind of narrative is painted next week. Like, who is getting the most individual attention? Who do we start finding out about their upbringing? How did they get here? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where is the narrative going to head next week? I don't have a good feel for that. I don't know. And I think a lot of it will play into my opinion on who's going to win MVP. Because to be honest, it's probably one of the most boring like games from a star power standpoint. I mean, I don't know that we have uh, outside of I mean Odell Beckham Jr. probably is the most recognizable player. Like as good as Joe Burrow is, he's not really like this vibrant personality. Stafford's kind of got like that country like same look on his face, you know, every day of the year. So it's interesting. Colorado State didn't cover. That hurt. Got to get it out of my mind. Got to get it out of my mind. Let's go to break. Come back. Refresh. Recharge. How did you blow that cover? 
This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Join Stormy Bonantoni, San Diego State backer. Maybe she'll bring her rabbit's foot with her to this <laughs> event. Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maiulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book about all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free for everyone over 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. to get free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale, specials on Budweiser, purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' books, and learn more from these bookmaking experts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Whatever. <laughs> but you, clearly, what we needed to happen, Sean, and you were absolutely right, when we had Derek Stevens, when we had yeah, Big Balls, bad when we, started when we had uh, Banksy, when we had Winky Wright, things yeah. were fantastic. Yeah, went we, were, we were, we were busy, watching. and then we start watching, and you even brought it up. I'm like, nah, we're good. We're good here. 201st in well, offensive efficiency. 200 and First in offensive efficiency are the San Diego State Aztecs. See, here's the thing. You can't. They had 27 points through 30 minutes. They scored 30 points in 10 minutes. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, I watched it. I mean, my. What do you like for tomorrow? I mean, as you look at the college basketball slate, there's a whole lot of opportunities to get back. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Oh, can we? Up, oh, Stormy has spoken. Did San Diego State win? No, and it was sad. Did they cover? Absolutely, and I love money. Cringeworthy pick of the week on my guys in the desert strikes again. Don't worry. To... Call her. Call her right now. Get her on the show. You can call, call in, Stormy. I want you to call in right now. I am... I mean, does she not care that I lost money as well? I don't, well, I don't know. know if she knew you bet. I, I, didn't, we, I didn't get at it in it. We were going back and forth today. I don't know if she knew yeah. you bet. She, I'm bet about to game. fall out with Stormy. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad they lost, Stormy. You know what? Yeah. You're San Diego. I hope they're on the outside of the bubble now because of that loss. 12 and 6. Who's next for San Diego State? I'm fading them. <laughs> Oh, man. See if we can get her on the show. Don't worry. I won't call in. Ridiculous. Poking you. I know. I'm getting, getting, getting annoyed. I mean, once again, I did have a little on the money line, but I wanted everyone to win, and I wanted you to win. I wanted us all to be happy. Your boys, Davidson tomorrow at George Washington, laying nine and a half. I'm not going to go against my guy, Jamie and Christian. All right. Let's get to, uh, let's get to college basketball. A little bit later. Um, props that Sharps bet last night at the Westgate Superbook. 
total number of kickoffs returned under five and a half. So they bet the under on this one. That seems high, doesn't it? Number of kickoffs returned? I mean, how many kickoffs are returned in a normal game? I mean, mm -hmm. I guess that's why they went towards the under on that one. So under five and a half on that one. I'll run through these and it'll get your opinions on them. Total sacks by both teams. Over five. I know that's what Aaron Oster really liked. He likes over combined sacks for five. Total punts by both teams under seven. That's interesting. Bengals to convert a fourth down. No, plus 160. Jamar Chase to score a touchdown. This doesn't surprise me, Sean. This doesn't surprise me. Sharp guys always are going to bet the nose. They're going to bet the unders. Jamar Chase to score a touchdown. No, minus 120. Tyler Boyd's longest reception over 14 and a half yards. And Cam Akers' longest reception over eight and a half yards. Any of these jump out to you? Any of these intriguing? No. Very helpful. I mean, the sacks maybe over. I mean, you, you could see there being six total sacks and you combine both teams, but I think Jamar Chase is going to score a touchdown, so I wouldn't take the no. So take the yes. If you get the yes, you I don't want to be that invested. So I'm, you have to understand. Well, by the way, this is I, how I operate. I, I just do want to tell you, we've got a week before the Super Bowl. Right. And I know you're going to have your big Kings best bet. We do have to give, you know, we have to discuss things. Right. Give thoughts so, on things. So I was about to go into that. So <laughs> right now I'm leaning towards. And so I'm the kind of person like. Whatever side I take. I'm not going to have a prop that goes against that side being successful. So, like, when I look at these prop bets and some of them, I'm like, I don't know yet. Like, I'm leaning towards taking the Bengals. So, I would never take Jamar Chase not to catch a touchdown or score a touchdown if that's the side. If I decide to go with the Rams, then I might, might interest me more. But that's kind of where I am yet. I want to dive in and see some of the... Did you listen to what the hell I just said? I did. Oh, let's respond. Well, Don't just go dive into something else and you just asked me a question and I answered it. And you didn't... Yeah. Well, you're about to make me cut you on this well, show. Well, I mean, you're, you're... That's why I know I'm not as opinionated as I normally am. I don't know who I'm taking in the game yet. And I won't take a side that goes against whatever side I've taken in the game, if that makes sense. So I'm I not going to... I'm not going to take the Rams... And then go Hendrickson over two and a half sacks. But you could also argue that's a way to hedge off. I'm not the trying to hedge. I'm trying to be 100% right. It's the last time I'll get to bet competitive football for months. <laughs> so there is no hedge in me on Super Bowl Sunday. Either I'm going to be all the way right and we can live like a fat cat until next August, or I'm going to be wrong. And Puncture Donald's going to have to make some ground up. Well, that's a pretty terrible uh, strategy. Why would you hedge the last football game? Well, I mean, because you could hit both. You could hit yeah. a Jamar. If you like the Rams, you could hit a Jamar Chase touchdown and the Rams. Or you could hit the well, Bengals and the no on Jamar Chase. But when you got Rams plus four and a half, you know, now you're in the second half. 
Bengals have the ball. You really want to be rooting for him to kick a field goal, but you have money invested on Chase to score, you know. So I'd rather be Bengals money line and Jamar Chase to catch touchdown pass and Joe Burrow to throw more than one and a half touchdown passes, you know what I'm saying, and Joe Mixon, you know, and I just all lined up and equally yoked. I can't decide if this is your I need to write down. I need to write down on a piece of paper what I think Sean's favorite play is going to be. Because have you guys noticed these past couple of days? He's been dropping the bangles, bangles, bangles. I haven't decided yet. I know, but you've you haven't really given many hints towards the Rams. It's all been bangles, or it's hard to bet against the bangles, and. Burrow MVP, all these types of things. On to you a little bit here. I'm, I'm very. Uh... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> See, you know me. You've picked up on my betting tendencies, oh. and they're in these last couple of weeks when you've brought out this Big King's best bet deal, where it's right. been three and zero, oh and, and well done. It's been a, a great run here in the postseason. Um, I've kind of picked up on some tendencies that so, you've been given and you did a little bit this during bowl season a little yeah, bit yeah. I'm right now I'm leaning towards Cincy I'm not about to fall over but I'm leaning that way leaning that way <laughs> he's coming in next Friday I'm telling you right now Rams minus four big Kings best bet could happen could happen <laughs> not likely I don't know. But possible. I'm kind of picking up on you. And for all of the people that hit me up on Twitter and get frustrated with me, I don't bet until right before. So it's not like I'm mixing it up on you. You know, I think I would say this. At this point, where we are heading into the Super Bowl, in my opinion, we talked to Derek about this. Mm-hmm. If you like the Rams, at this point, there's no point. I, I don't think there's a, a real need to be laying the four and a half. You missed the three and a half, right? Those were there for a bit, a minute. They're gone. It's four and a half now. If you've done your homework, in my opinion, I could, I, I think this is the way it's going to, you like the Rams, I would just kind of hold steady. I don't think it's going up. Eric thinks it's going up to six. But I also think the money line is going to come down because people are going to keep on betting that money line. More on this as we try to forget how Colorado State forgot that it was a 40-minute game tonight, the nightcap. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Ready to watch the big game? We want to make sure VSIN is part of your plans. On Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make your plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VSIN.com. And hopefully, the side that you take on Super Bowl Sunday doesn't have a 20-point lead with 10 minutes to go and wins by one. Let's just hope. That's a, 
That's a hypothetical, Sean. That mm-hmm. would never happen. That wouldn't possibly happen. You wouldn't have an 8-0 run in 19 seconds. That would never happen. Nope. Crazy. Crazy to think something like that would happen. By the way, our guest at the top of the hour, Jared Smith, uh, you know what I did? What? I talked him into Colorado State last night. So he's going to come on. Super happy. Only person I think is happy is Stormy Bonatoni. And actually, no, let me give, let me find it. There was one person out there. Let's see here. Hold on. Let's scroll it down. A lot of people agreeing. And Ryan G. Glad you guys gave me the idea to take Richmond and Colorado State money line parlay a winning bet. Yes, it was, Ryan. See this water bottle? It's half full. Yeah, I think that was pretty much my suggestion. It was. Yeah. And then I overslept because I didn't realize Richmond started at three instead of four. Overslept what? Well, I got to take a, a noon, like a nap. Like, whatever, get up in the morning, you know, get kids situated, whatever. But then at some point during the day, I generally take like a little two, three hour nap. And it went longer today because I didn't think I had to be up by three. So then I get to place and it's like right at three and this guy standing there having like a personal conversation of course <laughs> and right as i walk up it goes off the board i thought it might have saved me so now i'm only back in the colorado state game without the richmond game which would kind of make it a little over even money so i didn't want to take them you know on the money line now and lay the juice it's really not our fault, though. It's all Colorado State. Like I, they I deserve all the blame. I played it too. They played a terrible first half. It was a wonderful suggestion by you. I played yeah. it. I really liked it. We agreed. Bonnies were kind of, you know, missing their stride. Richmond wins and covers seventy-one sixty-one. So I played that plus one fifty-seven was the price. One six plus one fifty-six. So that hit. I had a little on the money line, but I wanted everyone to win, and we gave it out on the show, and they were up twenty. And I liked, uh, and I liked uh, Seton Hall. You did. Yeah, bounce back spot for Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. They beat Creighton. Creighton coming off the UConn win. Uh, so a good win there uh, for, for UConn, uh, for Seton Hall. Uh, Jared Smith, once again, going to come up top of the hour. Um, We gotta we gotta figure out something. We gotta we gotta spice up our life here. We gotta get we gotta get the juices flowing again. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. When what, you when you get crushed, I don't know what it when is. When you get crushed in like the <sighs> first, I was I was just feeling man. I was like, I was feeling Fridays, good. Fridays the first day of the weekend. I was feeling good. Yeah, and then they tricked us. Like they went up twenty. You were like, okay, man, think about gosh, it. Gosh, we were on the right side of this. So we we start our Friday shows like we always do. Derek, Banksy, big balls. We're having a great time. You know, we're chatting it up. I'm keeping a, a peripheral look, and I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. We're up at the half by double figures. We're continuing to roll. This is great. The problem was. Winky Wright comes in. You guys are yeah. catching up on old times. I'm just sitting back listening to, you know, a boxing great talk about the fight this weekend. I'm looking out of my eye. I'm up. Tw- we're up 20. Like, man, this day, look how great. It's a great show. 
We're going to give out a winning bet to our to our vi- uh, listeners. We got it tweeted out last night. We're going to peacock our way. We're going to have a half. You're going to roll that over to Thurman knockout. Yeah. And it's going to be great. It was set up to be something sweet, wasn't it? Sure was. And if they played so, like, just dumb and bad. Like, it's one thing, like, if the other team was just, I mean, but, I mean, they were turning the ball over, kicking the ball out of bounds. They couldn't get a rebound. They couldn't get a good shot on all. This is bad. Ugh. Then the coach puts the point guard that's hurt back in the game. He turns it over twice in a row. It was an 8-0 run. So, for those who, who did not watch or hear us just get our hearts ripped out from our chest. Because that's what happened. Ugh. Colorado State, up double figures, gives up a bucket. They turn it over on a full-court press. Not only does San Diego State score, it's an and one. They turn it in again. They turn it over again in another and one. It was an 8-0 run in 19 seconds. 19? I, I don't, other than Duke coming back against Maryland, down 10 in the final 50 seconds in 2001. I don't recall anything like that. Hey, Colorado State won, by the way, if anyone wants to know the actual score. But it's a betting network. We love Colorado State. Lay in two and a half. It closed four. We got closing line value. It was an 8-0 run where they didn't get the ball across half court. And San Diego State got two and ones. <laughs> so it was like, oh, my God. By the way, someone just tweeted us. It says, you got to get, get a move on already. Get over it. I don't know, that was a hard one to get over. I'll tell them the cash apples. Yeah. Got a, a tough one to get over. All right. Jared Smith's going to join us top of the hour. We'll get, uh, he's got some intriguing uh, bets that he likes for the Super Bowl. He's digging into those, to those prop plays as well. You know, what was interesting was Cam Akers rushing yards. I was surprised how high it opened up, Sean, mm-hmm. at. Westgate last night. It opened up at 68 and a half. It's been too high the entire time. We've been fading it every week. Now, it, it did come down. Uh, I think it's down to like 64 and a half. At least it was last night. So, Cam Akers this postseason, 48, 48, 55. He hadn't been close to that number. Yeah. I. And I'm trying to think. I'm like, am I being, am I being uh, duped here? Like, what? Why did it open so high? Now, once again, it got bet down real quickly last night. Opened at 68.5 and went down to 64.5 last night. But I I was very surprised to see. I just keep taking the under. Yeah. I mean, it's been right there every week. It's been, I feel like, in the 60s. I think it might have been Brad's best, one of his best plays last week. It was. Makers under, yeah. It was. Um. Cam Akers did I'm not starving. practice today. Did you eat? <laughs> I'm starving, man. Lord Jesus. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to get over losing. And my stomach's growling. Gosh. I know Aaron has one of those fat boy subs back there every day. I wonder if he's got like half of his left. Jeez. Did you eat? I had dinner. I was starving, man. Gosh. I... You know what I didn't do today? I didn't take a nap for three hours in the middle of the day like a toddler, and I also ate dinner with my family. I did, I did, I did those things. 
What time do you guys eat? Five? Five fifteen, yeah. What kind of family you got? One, one, one that likes to eat with That's me. That's an early lunch. Or late lunch. When you when you work at seven o'clock at night, that's what you got to do. I eat. I mean, so what does the kid do like snack like six times before he goes to bed? Because he doesn't go to bed off of a meal at five. Eats at five fifteen, five thirty. My son goes to bed. He's four. He goes to bed before eight. Oh gosh. I don't have a, a middle schooler. I have a, oh, a kid you. who kids in preschool. I got you. And I also don't put them down. You know, I don't take. I'd love to take you know midday naps with them like you, but uh, I don't. My kids are in school. We got a little one, right. and then I nap when he naps. <laughs> he nap longer than normal today. <laughs> By the way, at this break, Aaron, can somebody get us something to eat? I am starving, man. I'm parched. Oh man. Where is this show? This show got off to such a strong Colorado start. Colorado State is the responsible for off, all of this. It got off to such a great start. I was so excited. We had great guests. Got to win a bet, and now, uh, now Sean's bemoaning about. I was sitting here thinking, I wonder, I wonder, this berries deliver. <laughs> you want to just stay? Why don't you do this? You go down, go get yourself a sandwich. Me and Jared will uh, will take care of the next segment. No, I can't miss Jared. And, that's my and, guy. And you go, no, you go take guy. care of some of that. All right, we'll try to regroup. I know Twitter listener got to move on. We got it, Jared Smith. He will join us at the top of the hour as he does each and every Friday. Some Super Bowl bets that he's been peeking at. College basketball tomorrow as well. That's a very hungry Sean King right there. Got to find him some food. I'm Tim Murray. I'm doing all right. I had dinner with my family. It's nightcap. Take the... Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 